so happy new year clay that's it happy new year <laughs> happy to you year. my friend that's the end good night everyone good night goodbye i need to <laughs> fart now uh so yeah i i just wanted to gosh uh, i know it hasn't been exactly a year or anything um technically we haven't our first video really came out mid-may of last year okay 23 yeah um but uh we actually were working on it before that we were like around february we were um really starting to work on cinematic suffering the new iteration of it yeah we were bouncing ideas around prepping artwork and just kind of um spitballing our creative direction for the show yeah and uh, i thought oh well you know you know, since everyone's doing it, just like we did our previous hol- holiday show, like you saw before, I hope you saw before. Uh, oh, I guess I should introduce this. Uh, this is Cinematic Suffering. Uh, this is. We uh, do ch- uh, horror movies. We talk about those things. On this Anything horror, horror related. We're totally into it. And it. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I just wanted to let take a dive back. Uh, it's been almost a year uh, since we first talked about and talked about reviving cinematic suffering for where it was before we left it to this new thing that we're doing now and just to kind of reflect on how far i think we've come and what we've put out and yeah what say you yeah that sounds good announce our total dissolution of the business and this this entity you know this would be a good time to kind of do that you know just say oh, we're kind of giving up i think that's i think this is i think it's time well i I didn't want to let I didn't want to like spill the beans, but uh, that's true. Uh, but I did get bought out by uh, several big uh, companies. Amazon has picked up uh, what I want my the podcast, so I, I got a heaping amount of money, like two million dollars. So okay, which you're totally going to share with me, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Your creative partner in this endeavor. <laughs> no, we um, but in all seriousness this time, because we're such serious folk. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we started the podcast off as an audio only thing. It was uh, you know, based off your idea to watch all of the movies on horror movies on Netflix A to Z. And that was, that was a fun experiment. What was, I think what, for me, what was the most fun about that aside from sitting down and actually doing the podcast and, and, you know, chopping it up was, uh, you know, some of the skits that we, that we would come up with, which, you know, if you're doing a radio style thing, it kind of lends itself to more of that tomfoolery than if you're just looking at our stupid faces the whole time so it's kind of yeah. hard to be a character if you're visible. <laughs> and, and I'll, I'll be honest i really want to bring that that back to this uh hopefully we can do it this year that kind of style yeah. of what we did in those because yeah you know, i always go back and listen to those old episodes and i'm laughing my ass off they're, yeah they're, they were fun i'm uh i had such i mean i had a good point i had a good amount of time up to a point you know until yeah. the movies started to become a very big slog to get through um but yeah i would love to reincorporate some of the things that we did on the audio only version of the podcast um but yeah i remember like in january or maybe even in december of 2022 january 2023 that i was like kind of fishing around for do to do something you know yeah. and kind of do anything i wasn't doing any music i wanted to do something somewhat creative and i wasn't really doing that uh i was just kind of finished up with my uh, my mother's estate and all that stuff had been settled and that was i was like why don't we try to do cinematic suffering again and that's when we really started um uh, brainstorming together and spitballing ideas and about what we wanted to do different and that it's going to be definitely a visual more visual medium this time yeah, definitely. And I mean, and when you texted me and asked if I wanted to do it again, I couldn't have said yes quick enough. I was like, yes, please. Yes. <laughs> I was, I, at the time I was uh, like, I, in hindsight, it seems so bizarre and surreal, but like uh, I was talking to this uh, hood rat friend of mine that I used to know. And I, I knew the guy wasn't shit. You know, like I knew he, he was, uh, you know, bad guy. And he was like, yeah, he caught me in an, in a time when I was real down and really way drunker than I had any business to be. And right. I agreed to do a podcast with him and gave him some seed money, which is totally stupid. It's like giving your uh, cokehead friend some money. Now you bring this back, you know, like I'm lending you this. Don't I want you to double for- my investment. Yeah, you you said this is for crypto. This isn't going up your stupid <laughs> nose, right? But yeah, and of course it was 
I might as well have set fire to it. And it was, you know, like, and, and the thing that sucked about that is you realize that your fr- that your friendship with somebody isn't even worth a full thousand dollars. Wow. That's that's yeah. what kind of sucks. It's like, man, you burnt me for such a paltry amount over some. But anyway, so when that came along, I realized, you know, I, the whole time I just wanted to do cinematic suffering again anyway. And yeah. in hindsight, I was like, why yeah. didn't I just. Why didn't we just do that? Because there was not like any, there was, wasn't was any this big, we didn't have a falling out or there wasn't any kind of weird thing no. that ended it. It was just kind of life happened. I mean, yeah. of, you've been in countless, uh, well, you know, you, not countless, but you've been in a bunch of creative projects and I'm sure that you can kind of elaborate on this. When they break up, it's not necessarily like everybody's mad at one another. It right. just ran its course or it, it, it needed some time to kind of, return from the ashes as it were sure sure yeah there's there there's um you know as a from a band perspective you know there's been heated attitudes but you know especially if you've been on tour for quite a bit that you know when you come back from tour you don't want to see any of those guys for you know a certain amount of time no one want no one is anxious to get back into it right after doing a long tour everyone wants to take a break and that usually happens and it usually happens like three or four months in our case you know we would just like just break from each other and then we yeah. then we start talking about getting back together and start doing stuff later. But and you know yeah the the first iteration of cinematic suffering was was like that. It kind of petered out a little bit, but uh, it was just it wasn't anything uh, between us or no. anybody. It was just like okay, we got other things going on. We can't really commit to it like we were. Um, but well, and it's like it, and it, I'm so tired of this framing everybody's kind of this is going to be this annoying frame of reference that we're going to have for the rest of our stupid lives is freaking COVID. I hate it. You know, but, yeah. you know, that that happened. And I think that kind of, you know, I, I think that societally we're still getting over that. And oh, yeah. is another way that horror has been very kind of um, therapeutic in a way. I think it helped kind of helped you get through those things. But um yeah, we found out that <laughs> I think we we all found out that societally that it's not good to just stay in your own head and in your own right. basement for years <laughs> on end. Although, you know, you think you can like uh, it's like, oh, well, I usually don't, you know, go anywhere anyways, you know, or I, yeah. I just spend all time at home anyway. So it's not going to be a real big issue, but it really kind of did. And yeah. And, you know, just with all life happening and everything that's happened to both of us, you know, over time that, you know, I felt I think this is the time to do something really cool and creative definitely. and a little bit different. And one of the different things that we we definitely are doing with Cinematic Suffering is the watch throughs together, which yeah. uh, have been so fun. And I, I've thoroughly enjoyed watching these movies, no matter how shitty they are. They're, <laughs> they, you being along for the ride at the same time makes them so much more enjoyably well it's so much fun because um it's one of these scenarios where you and i both don't know what kind of jokes are going to come out of it it's good it's it's one i think the the kind of the one caveat that we have or the one rule is that like we we both have to have not seen it because then you're coming to it with expectations and whether you plan to or not you're going to have a zinger that's in your pocket and it's it's disingenuous at that point we just do them off the cuff sometimes it's like i i got i'm got nothing i got nothing we are watching these people drive down the road for 28 minutes i don't know what's happening this movie is terrible it feels like you can only say so much before you start saying am i just talking now to hear the sound of my voice because there's nothing going on screen <laughs> yeah you yeah. know like you know would it be fun if i farted into the mic like it would not <laughs> And uh, that's, you know, it just turned out to be a great experience. And, uh, you know, when we were putting together the list, because we our initial thing was that we wanted to prepare uh, some videos so we could start releasing them weekly. And we got about a list of four, I think, four or five um, movies that we wanted to watch. We wanted to watch to get, you know, do our watch throughs. We wanted to do the clips when we need to do the reviews afterwards. And so we we got up exactly um several movies to do that so the first one you suggested and that was goblin which came out may which we released on may 15th but we'd actually recorded that probably back in march yeah around march yeah. time frame yeah and that was one that i just did 
you know, like I, I went on to YouTube and I um, Googled uh, the uh, like low budget movie. And it, I think that the video that I found said like, this is, this is hilarious or this is something, all the wrong reasons, that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm like, all right, this looks like, you know, it's on Amazon prime. That was another one of my, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like, God forbid I pay for this stuff. <laughs> and it, it, it was, it was like the perfect movie to kind of, uh, ease back into the rhythm of it yeah. because it, it it was a short movie for one and another there was so many moments of comedy gold that we yeah. commented on that it was just and this was a movie that um we got feedback from from one of oh, the yeah. people that were associated with the movie and yeah. they weren't uh, exactly happy with us because they thought we were picking on the only kid in the movie. But if they had actually listened to the commentary, we were saying he was the best actor in the whole damn movie. Oh, I know. And it, it, uh, that had to have been his mom. That was oh, yeah. We, we like haters. It makes us stronger. It's like, for one thing, mom, who's us? Yeah. In movie. <laughs> but uh, I just, I mean. You know, and no offense to her. I mean, she was, we were both very nice to her and stuff. Yeah. So I'm not like taking this opportunity to trash her now, but just, man, it, parents are the, the friggin' worst. It's like <laughs> they just, they cannot see their own kids' failings or, or anything. They just can, they get so rep, especially these Hollywood moms seem like yeah. they'd just be intolerable, just uh, so wrapped up in their own kids' career. It's, it's kind of, it's, kind of annoying I, I just imagined her going to google and then she finds something yeah. and then she then she finds our smart as and oddly that's been most of our interaction it been has people involved with the films that are pissed off for us shit all over aliens aliens zone zero uh, or whatever the hell that name we did a it was a zone of silence zone of that? silence that we did back in 2018 uh, when the first iteration of uh cinematic suffering someone finally listened to the episode uh, she was the main actor in the film and oh, we came at her pretty hard in the movie when we we're discussing well, and, it and i didn't think about it because it was one of those things to where it's like who what movie and then i had to think about it and i was like and then i i listened to the to that podcast episode myself and it was like she just <laughs> she sat there and listened to an hour of us talk about how shitty her movie was <laughs> and how much i wanted to, to sniff her behind for the whole time too so it's like <laughs> I, I, she didn't mention that part of it she did she didn't which was hilarious but you know she she did and i was just i remember get, seeing that comment come up on our i think our on our Instagram page, which, by the way, we do have an Instagram page, Cinematic, oh, yeah. Cinematic Suffering. Um, you say so. And uh, she came up and commented on, because I posted that, you know, years ago. And then she's told us we're so wrong about our, you know, what we're talking about, about the movie, about how it was made. And I was like, well, you know, these are just opinions. Of course, we're going to be wrong about some things. But it's it's yeah. funny to see the interactions uh, that we have had. Um Another one was Veronica that, that <laughs> yeah. we did the Clint Danzig that we, we released that on May 22nd. And I, I have a hot warm spot in my heart for that one. I'll, yeah. I'll still watch that one and laugh at, at the video. You know, yeah. like this one smart ass online talked shit about it. He said that I'm funnier in, in real life or so, just some, you know, it's the thing about surrounding yourself with assholes. Too, is, uh, <laughs> You, you get a lot of fun feedback from people that are supposed to be your friends. That's oh, yeah. Fun. Yeah. But um, it's always nice getting the sarcastic, smarmy comments saying you suck. Um, and yeah. Hoping they're not genuine. But oh, it, well, you totally are. It's like, it's, yeah. it's, if it's one of those things that makes like, that's on me. I'm, I I choose poorly sometimes. Yeah. But, uh, it, you know, you it, it, it are the exception, obviously. But, um. <laughs> You but know, Veronica, Veronica, we did have feedback from one of the actors in the film. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I want to say one or two of them, uh, at least one of them, the, the person who played the detective in the first or second story. Uh, yeah. It's one of the stories that he, he had. He said he had a lot of stories stories about you know working on set with glenn danzig and uh, these are just like little opportunities that unfortunately we didn't jump on that you know when we had the, when we had the opportunity but it doesn't mean we're, we're too late to ask him if he wants to come and talk about the <laughs> it, was, it was misplaced ego it's like no we're, we're waiting to get a call from glenn himself i'm <laughs> sure he's he can't wait to call us up 
after we talk. It's just so right. much shit about his movie. I, <laughs> I heard a story where uh, during the premiere of that movie that Glenn Danzig got up after the audience saw it. He was like, you guys laughed at all the wrong spots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's hard to see Glenn Danzig with uh, that much uh, uh, a humorous bone when it comes to his uh, personal creative projects. But I'm, I'm assuming he has some kind of uh, tough skin when it comes to it because he's been in the business for so long. He's got to not be too concerned about it anymore. Well, if, but... he, if he survived that whole debacle of getting punched in the face and then everybody on the internet wanting to make fun of him because he's a cat <laughs> lover, that's a good quality, man. Yeah, the guy yeah. loves animals. It's like, sure. yeah, I, I mean, like I've said it before. I'll say it again. I, I love Glenn Danzig. I'm sure that he's probably a terrible person if yeah. you really get down to it. <laughs> But when it comes to creative output, I just yeah. I, I have nothing but respect for them. Yeah, guy. super talented for sure. Um, the our first episode of Bits and Chunks came out before Veronica on May 18th. And uh that's when that was just kind of like a one-off thing where I had an idea where, you know, this is where we can just pretty much talk about anything. It doesn't necessarily even have to be about horror movies, but you know, whether it's something we saw again or a, a new movie that we saw that we thought was pretty good, or just a concert experience or anything really. Yeah. I think it, I think that uh, horror is definitely kind of the lily pad that we jump off from, you know, with, with that one, we try to, uh, we try to kind of compare notes and see, okay, I saw this movie this week. So I'll try to watch the same one. So we have something to talk about because it'd yeah. be pretty stupid. If it's like, I saw this movie, was it good? I, I mean, yeah. yeah, you know, <laughs> okay. But what was it about? Well, I mean, I can't give away too much because it's, you know, it'll ruin the plot for you. Okay. I think, all, right. all right. Well, this is, <laughs> <laughs> you can actually watch the view count dial backwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but... Yeah. That, that one is fun. I like, um, I like all, all of our content, but that's, that's a fun one to do because you can just, it's, it's the most podcasty of our podcasts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Totally. The almost, a, yeah, pretty much a pure podcast. Um, episodes when it comes to bits and chunks uh may 29th we re released the the infamous movie leave uh, oh yes a, yes a I've norwegian a... bait and switch movie yes that... I, I wrote some notes and i'm oh, not going to just read from my notes but this was actually pretty good uh, i said uh well i can't even um uh like uh after digesting countless films that are objectively less competent leave remains a film that we both have uh uh, a possibly unfair degree of disdain for it's boring as hell. The characters have the depth of a rain puddle. The color palette looks like warm dog up Chuck and the, <laughs> the plot doesn't make a lick of sense. Leave is a one word instruction to the audience. Yeah. Is what I wrote in my little a, handy dandy diary. And I think we actually posted that up on um, as an Amazon review, if I'm not, mistaken i know we were oh, taking yeah we need we, to get back into those yeah That's for what... sure that was a that was a gimmick that we were trying to start but uh i think after damn it might have been later on down with last shift when i tried to or children of the corn where i tried to post uh uh, uh something that you had wrote but i had edited <laughs> just a little bit to you know to take out some of the swear words a little bit oh yeah and, and tone it down that you know they still rejected it because it was too mean so <laughs> like okay <laughs> amazon rejected it amazon rejected it says your uh your review goes against community standards and we're not going to post it so i was like all right fuck out of here with but, that i mean which means that you can't trust anything that you see on it, it on amazon or anywhere else that's what's so right. frustrating about the world is that everybody's got an angle and everybody wants to be an influencer i mean granted we're doing it too so the yeah. hypocrisy is staring us right oh yeah for sure but you know it, it does seem a little disingenuous when the the review itself was brutally honest but and like i said most of the insults have been taken out the funnier ones i you know but were great you know it's just i don't think there's anything specifically that was over the top 
myself. No, but I, mean, I, I was trying to conform to Amazon standards, and even that wasn't enough. So, <laughs> no, what are you going to do? If this movie wasn't as good. Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> Here's my, all my social media links. But uh, I think that's all that needs to be said about Leave. Uh, we, we released that on May 29th. So right now we're releasing these weekly because, you know, we've already got these in the, the what is it, the uh, the the shotgun ready to pump out, you know, and shoot into <laughs> YouTube reality and onto the podcast realm. So the next one we go into is beyond the gates. Yeah, that's this, right. This is the one that we released on June 5th and it. This is the one we always had trouble with the name because we could not particularly remember what it was called every time we try to recall it, even in the review. Well, it's like, I mean, I kept trying to make it the gates of beyond the gates of slumber. It's like, it's not a doom yeah. rock band. It's <laughs> I was like saying is gates of hell or something. <laughs> I, I would say, I would say something, the gate or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And that one was, uh, oddly enough, it was the second evil board game movie that we had watched during our various iterations of cinematic suffering. Um, oh, yeah. I think that it, I, I don't know in certain ways, 13 demons that I think that was the name of the other one. That yeah. It was, was the same, same plot. You know, like I thought that both were flawed movies and that they I, I like certain things about both movies. Too. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I kind of liked that uh, Beyond the Gates. I already forgot. I closed my book. <laughs> Beyond the Gates is what it was called. Yes. It's impossible to remember the name of your movie. It's it's literally can't be done. Maybe it's the curse that falls on uh, anyone who watches Beyond the Gates. Because I am keep looking at the name over here on my screen. So I know <laughs> what it's called. Um but yeah, it's uh, it was a I mean, it was an OK movie. It's an average. Uh, yeah. it, it, we had plenty of time to work with our riffs and there were some pretty cool uh, effect scenes that came off well. Yeah, there was a, a you know, like anytime the movie started to dip a little bit too much, it, it, they kind of pulled it back by, um, you know, having a nice head explode or somebody's guts uh, unspool. It yeah. was populated mostly with actors that had met each other on uh, doing the live version of reanimator yeah and you could kind of tell like there was so many Stuart gordon references Mm -hmm. and they all the actors had that very i'm used to being up on the stage i'm a thespian (laughs) they had that kind of quality about their their performance but it was it was fun you know i mean i we've definitely watched worse oh yeah yeah definitely watched worse and i wouldn't even say the next one on the list isn't isn't worse it's it was the deep ones you know i enjoyed that one too yeah we pumped this out on june 12th and this was this was a bad one don't get me wrong but it was <laughs> it was bad in a good way where it, we can enjoy it but we could also see all the holes and the the drunkenness that was involved with the party that <laughs> that yeah, put it was, us together it- it was funny because we were watching it and I, we watched it and I didn't have any context for the movie. And I think that if I remember correctly, we even said during the movie that this feels like that there was just a house party and they said, bring your cameras and let's start, <laughs> let's make a movie. And it turned out that's exactly what happened. That's precisely what happened. And so it's got this party atmosphere, but I mean, people's work ethics were obviously slipping during the, the filming of this. It's it meanders and it goes all over the place. It does. It does. It's not the most tightest. It's the, it doesn't have the tightest uh, plot or thread of a story, but there are some enjoyable part enjoyable parts uh, as far as creature effects and some some use of the special effects that they have, and so that made it a little bit more enjoyable. Yeah, it had definitely had sexual overtones, which yeah. it, it knew it needed to. Um, next one on the list was one of our first kind of written out um, riff experiences where we wrote the riff and so we we actually watched it beforehand and uh, sat down and wrote out some riffs similar to MST3K style, which was Devil's Island that we released on June 19th. Yep. And that was a very low budget movie that shot on um, an island here in America. I think it was near New York somewhere, the, mm. the East, East Coast somewhere. Yep. And um, it was, you know, like. It had the quality of being written as it's being filmed, but <laughs> something it was it was an incomprehensible movie that didn't seem to go anywhere or know what it wanted to say or do. But I still really enjoyed it, probably because 
I felt that the jokes that we were writing for it actually worked. I yeah. thought it's it, when you're writing, you're thinking, yeah, man, it's it's I'm gonna have to put in my notice at work soon. This is comedy <laughs> gold, you know. You, right. you get delusions of grandeur, but um, I'm still proud of the the riff that we wrote for it. And we, yeah, much like MST3K, I think we approached it collaboratively more than just strictly just mocking the movie. Yeah, yeah, I, I I enjoyed the approach to it. I think during Devil's uh, Devil's Island, you you would probably put more view time into the movie than I had until I I think I put in a little last couple of seconds, you know, like oh shit, we could put this in or you know, kind of like sprinkle more little riffs throughout. Um, one thing that I learned was like timing of the riffs was was a big thing. Um, being able to read the script and knowing where we were at uh, time-wise was kind of hard to keep up with with um, the time codes and everything. But we, we did pull it out. I think what made it really fun was like sometimes I would just totally flub a line and <laughs> I would say your line or I would say something in a voice. Yeah. You say in a vo- said in a voice and I would just laugh out, laugh at myself. And you can hear that on the watch through if you ever want to watch the Devil's Island uh full riff of that it's uh we both had a great time with it because it's mostly scripted but there are some improv moments that <laughs> just throw us for a loop yeah and some of the funnier stuff was stuff that we just came up with on the fly and it's it's actually it's in the video that you can watch here on youtube of, of the uh you know highlight the commentary highlights yeah yeah mm-hmm. i have to mention the shorts because uh we did uh, <laughs> we have been putting out certain shorts though when it came when it comes to some of these movies most of them are just like kind of little tidbits of the commentary from the movies and goblin really kind of took off with that uh that yeah there's one scene in that movie there where the guy's just banging on a door going volume or whatever the fuck he's saying but it was totally bizarre and odd to look at and it got like six thousand views on shorts and we're like oh shit okay maybe we should do more shorts Um, well and we probably still should i mean it's just it's it's that's one thing that i learned real quick doing this is that it's probably madness to eat try to chase the algorithm because what works and what lands doesn't necessarily make sense you almost have to just kind of go into it and, you know, like put out stuff that you think is funny and that you think is entertaining, that you think somebody might get something out of a moment, yeah. you know, entertainment out of watching and, and hope that it catches on. Because if you get too wrapped up in it, it's like six views. This is bullshit, man. Yeah. I worked for an hour and a half of editing this goddamn thing and no one's watching it. So it's it's the, the curse of every YouTube. Yeah, it's chasing the dragon. That's the algorithm for sure. I mean, yeah. we, we've, we've had it ourselves where, you know, a video will get, you know, a thousand views or, you know, 600, 700 views. And then the next one gets 30 or 20, you know, and I'm like, wow, what are we, what, what was it about this video? And you're trying to look up what was it about that video that made it catch the algorithm that this video is not doing it. And there's no secret everyone says they have the secret to it i've seen it all over youtube and there's no secret it's just pure fucking luck that's all it is well and i've noticed that the people that make the videos saying that they have the secret it's like you're the most annoying person that i've ever (laughs) looked at you're just just you know like i'd I'd rather get less viewership than be you you know i'm not talking about anybody specifically just these spastic annoying overly exuberant youtubers and yeah shit. it's 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 amazing how how the algorithm happens and how the people they think people need to be entertained uh i think the people who watch us might be a little bit more intelligent and i'm hoping they are you know I, you know you never know we don't have to do <laughs> we don't have to jump through fire or hoops or you know or juggle for people to be entertained hopefully uh we can watch a good movie and talk about it and they'll be like oh yeah they're full of shit i'll never come back and listen to yeah them again. I, I i hate these guys but i genuinely hate them That's right funny. right i like the genuine hate instead of the fake hate yeah yeah um our next uh movie was uh last shift which we uh pumped out on june 26 yeah the obvious joke was just remove the f <laughs> i said last Shit. shit i just had to, I had to shit i had to do the math there and but yeah this was one that we weren't uh to particularly happy about watching i remember that that uh it not only was it hard to get through but it was just it, it just was bland and average in every way possible it felt like yeah. it and there it was, was a boilerplate yeah. yeah and there was even a remake the director did a remake of his own fucking film 
called Malum. <laughs> so Malum is basically a re- is a l- remake of Last Shift. So and I haven't seen Malum because why would I if it's just going to be Last Shift except upgraded to 4K? I don't know. Well, and he doesn't seem to hate Last Shift. It's not like okay, I really jacked that one up. Let me right. redo it. And you know, there's worse movies, but it was just like. You know, for something that had so much like effects, there was a lot of demon face effects and stuff, mm-hmm. and it was just still screamingly boring. The whole thing took place inside an actual uh, abandoned police station, which you located would think, in Sanford, Florida. Yep. Oh yeah, which that alone, it's like okay. I mean, we're both familiar with the area. It's like all right, this is going to be a banger. But it was just, <laughs> it it just it didn't feel spooky. It just felt like an abandoned building. And it it was another one of these things where the plot meandered and it didn't really tell you enough about what's going on. And when it did, you're still like, okay, it was just an, it's kind of a non-event of a movie. I remember us having, uh, this is another one of those movies that it was so bad that we had an actual hard time riffing it for a bit. Um, Cause we're, I think we're just so quiet on just because we're just amazed at how, nothing was happening and yeah. if nothing and if nothing's happening then nothing's happening on our end because we need something to happen to respond to yeah exactly so, and, and, and like it's just it was just you know like big pregnant pauses of her sitting there nibbling her lunch waiting for a call to come in and then it was like wait a minute tell me what you where you are and when the, the call does come in it's just the most like oh god this is so <laughs> painfully predictable yeah. uh so um after that I'd taken my trip to England to see uh, Iron Maiden, and you had uh, you and uh, your friend Tony Salvaggio, Salvaggio, Salvaggio yeah. had stepped in with a couple of episodes of Bits and Chunks to um, uh, to just talk about movies and life and stuff, and so I was so glad that you guys uh, held it down and got an episode, got some content out while I was away, and that was really entertaining to listen to. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed that. And it was, it was fun for me because I mean, I've known Tony a long time. We've been friends since college. Um, He's, you know, kind of real big in the scene. He's a fellow musician. His, uh, his, his next album for it with his band desert to Mars is coming out sometime soon, I think. And um, he let me listen to it. It's going to be a banger. Okay, cool. Really good. Um, but you know tony is really into horror movies and he's he's does he's a big contributor in the the genre world and that was a good conversation we had a lot of uh, good times talking so yeah i remember i had some uh, downtime over there uh in england and I, I was just listening to the episodes and really enjoyed them <clears throat> um when we got back though when i got back though and i wanted to get back into okay we got to let's go let's go full full tilt running uh we decided on children of the corn the oh, remake, God. yeah, the, the the one of many remakes that has, yeah. that's come out, yeah. And this was uh, another painful one. Uh, it, although I think it was easier to make fun of, it, the 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 remake itself was just pure garbage in our opinion. <laughs> and it was it was another one of those where I had to like leave was like one of my worst movies I have seen <laughs> since we started this. And then I was like, okay, Children of the Corn is going to push that up, so. <laughs> Leave is no longer the bottom of the barrel. It's now Children of the Corn remake. Yeah, it was pretty. I th- I felt that we had a, a little bit easier time mocking that one though, because there was a yeah. lot of people talk to one another more, a lot more in there. You know, with I I love it when you know you could like young actors try a little bit too hard, <laughs> and this movie was just packed with that. Like, okay, you're yeah. the evil girl. Like, I'm gonna I'm the evil girl. I'm really gonna go for it. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and the actors were just way, yeah the children actors just way over the top, and I, you had you had some pretty choice words about that, and uh, you even said that in your review that was unfortunately uh, not posted to Amazon Prime as we said. Uh, <laughs> uh, so on August sixteenth, because uh, we were kind of lacking in some content, I don't know we were I had some downtime. Uh, I think both of us had some live stuff come up, so I decided that you know maybe we should start pushing out our cinematic stuff and classics from when we first started. Yeah. Um, and uh, so the first one up was 13 cameras, uh, which is I put I put up here on the channel August 16th. But if you go back and see our podcast, the actual cinematic suffering podcast, you can see I posted it a long time ago, years ago. Um, so I just wanted to put those out, you know, yeah. 
just in case the the newer audience that we have wasn't familiar with the older stuff, they could hear it at least and say, oh, okay, this is either dumb or <laughs> whatever they're doing. But um, so, oh, I know what we're doing actually during this moment because the next movie that we went into was death metal. Yeah, during and this that one took a lot of of prep work. So that's what we are doing between Children of the Corn and Death Metal, which I released. We released on August twenty eighth. So there's like a whole month there of us watching this movie. We probably between both of us, I probably watched it six times, uh, six uh, four, or seven times. Yeah. yeah, and so total, we we had a good baker's dozen in there of <laughs> amount of times between both of us that we've seen the movie. And that's because we're writing a full on script for it. There's, I mean, if there's anything ad libbed there, it was rare because there was no room to put an ad lib unless you no, need to ad lib off the script. Well, it's one of those movies where the, the, the characters are, are talking to one another pretty quickly. Like the dialogue comes at you pretty quick. So we had to kind of jump in there and shoehorn our dialogue yeah. in. And uh, that was one where you were mentioned timing before that one was tough because like, you know, we had to, you had to be kind of like this, like, it yeah. was, it, you're going it, back and forth from the script to the screen, script, screen, script, screen. <laughs> and it was, it was one of those things that, yeah, we did miss, we missed uh, a few cues, um, a few uh, time codes. And then, you know, I'd said a line that should have been your line and vice versa. You know, we had this thing set up. So whatever I was thinking, I asked you to re-record your lines, whatever the, what we asked, because we did another review of all the things that we fucked up on. Yeah. We, so after we did our first re record of it, we went through it again to mark down everything that we messed up. And then yeah. I took those notes and I re-recorded my parts and you re-recorded your parts. And then I, in my editing software, just put everything back together. Oh, and it looks yeah. like this Frankenstein stitched monster throughout the entire thing. I, I don't know if I have a picture of it. Oh, I, you showed me the timeline. Just oh, yeah. bananas. I mean, and, and I know enough about video editing to know that that was like, oh my God, that was, that, that one was tough. I mean, you can't complain about it too much because it's like, well, you know, like uh, the, the movie itself was obviously a lot more ambitious and tough to make than our right. oh, wise yeah. edit. For but sure. um, you, you do realize just how much work that is like i mean people watch stuff like mystery science theater and, and riff tracks and those other kind of people inspired by that to make movie commentary yeah. it's not as easy as it looks if you think no. it's just like let's watch the movie and crack wise at it we'll yeah. just uh, since since everybody is a comedy genius they can just it's easy it's not it's it's a lot of work yeah yeah and uh you know seeing something on the screen and something in your head like oh i think that'll be good here and you start writing it down then when you actually play it out on when you actually are going and recording that you're realizing the line isn't fitting in the section it needs to you know or there's you're stepping on some other dialogue that you're saying yeah. or i'm saying and then you have to leave either take that part out trim it down or you know say something completely different that uh, aligns with that time code and yeah it was just like getting lyrics to fit into a song structure. yeah so it was challenging, but fun nonetheless. We had a great time, and we had the director, Mike Kuchik, come on, and we did an interview with him. He was very pleased that we saw it, and we were, had such a good time talking to him. And he, we, got, yeah. we got copies, DVD copies, signed DVD copies of the movie and some Abyssinister shirts. See, Abyssinister. I didn't see Ab Abyssinator. I think that was Ab Abyssinator. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so after Death Metal, we we jumped into another movie that uh, it was a, a, not a remake per se, but I guess it might have been was Jeepers Creepers uh, Reborn. Um, yeah, and that that one was oddly uh, almost like a, a sibling to the Children of the Corn. Yeah, movie. It it was it had a similar kind of. I don't know what, what you'd say, like, you know, similar kind of, uh, of approach to the filmmaking, which is let's just get this turd done. It was <laughs> so bad. I mean, I knew it was going to be bad, but yeah. it was, it was one of those movies. It's just like, you're, you're getting kind of mad at the movie. The more you watch it, like this sucks yeah. good, <laughs> like a bad date that you got to hang out with an hour and a half with this person. Yeah. It, it was a, it was exceptionally um, dumb. I think that's the word I'm looking for. But uh, I, I, what was fun about this was, you know, again, it was very easy to make fun of. Um, for some reason, the algorithm took this took this review and the commentary highlights and uh, 
kind of shot them into YouTube verse and we got several hundred views on both those, which is, you know, I say several, we had like 607 views on the review and then probably, I think around the same on the commentary highlights. And that made me feel good. Cause I was like, Oh, okay, yeah. cool. That's a, a lot of eyes on, you know? Um, I don't know how people actually, how many people actually watch the end. You don't, I mean, you can kind of see the watch time in your analytics, but uh, just seeing that many views is, is very, it's, it's, It'll, it makes you feel good because yeah, it, does. You know, it means it, more people are looking at it. And and I know what uh, some YouTubers are thinking. It's like, any shit, man. I got oh, yeah. K. I mean, yeah, all right, I get it. But you know, well, I mean that brings me that brings me into uh the next cinematic suffering classic. Now I didn't list all the cinematic suffering classics that we released, uh, but the this one was 47 meters down. Um, the original episode, I, I put this out on September 29th this year, but the actual episode, if you listen to the audio, it's one of our funniest fucking, uh, we don't riff, we don't riff 47 meters down. We go, we, when we did cinematic suffering in the past, we broke down the mirror. I mean, the, the movie, we broke down <laughs> the movie from beginning to end and we tore, dissected it and tore it yeah. apart. Almost not all, not every scene, but pretty much up until the end. And we had such a good time doing this. You can hear it in the audio of the podcast that we we're just loving ripping into this movie. <laughs> and it got it got 152 views. That's the most of the classics that's ever gotten a view. It's more than some of our newer reviews. So I was really happy with the views that got on it. Um, I wonder if people saw that one because didn't it? It was it, didn't it star somebody that would probably kind of help. You know? Well, yeah, it had Mandy Moore in it. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what her star power is nowadays, um, but yeah, uh, I'm sure people now are like Mandy who. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she was she was big in the uh, in the like mid to, to to early to late 2000s. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Uh, um. But yeah, I had her. I, I oh, it had um Matthew Modine for briefly in it. I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. uh so yeah that was that was hilariously fun i I still like going back to those classic episodes and listen to it and there's a part of me that wants to kind of review some movies like that again where we just kind of break them down into their uh scene pieces and just rip on it it might be fun you know i mean we can it's our channel we can do with it as we please absolutely i think during this time though um is when uh, I kind of mentioned that I don't know what I, I can't remember whose idea it was. I think you mentioned doing Nightbreed, like reviewing it, or um, we had we we're bouncing ideas about back and forth about doing like a retro review or something of Nightbreed. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I can't remember who originally came up with that one either. It doesn't matter, but no. I mean, it was like you had mentioned that there's a that there was a what was it, a 30th anniversary release of it coming yeah. out like there that had come out recently. So we were like, well, let's, let's look at that one. I mean, you know, it wasn't so contrived that it was like, Oh, we're going to get a lot of views if we right. do pick a popular movie. But it was, that was one that I was excited about because I, you and I both are huge Clyde Barker fans. I think that any, anybody our age that's really into horror kind of was, he was, um, he was our like Stephen King. Like we also like Stephen King, but this, this guy was fresh and new and his, his books were just, I, I, as a kid, I couldn't believe that I could just go to Walden books and get this stuff. It was, it, it was like, I would read it thinking, how is this legal? It's just, it's, it's just totally irreverent. And just, he goes there with it. And he's a modern, (laughs) like HP Lovecraft. So, at the time I was excited, really excited to see the movie. And for me, it kind of fell short because it was no Hellraiser. Right. Fun to revisit that. Yeah. It was a, it was a great retrospective because um, I, I like, again, I I don't know whose idea it was to, to do it at first, but I know we both had several ideas how we wanted to uh, approach it. And my idea was to approach it like some other uh, YouTubers that I know that, um, kind of do retrospectives and they use like graphics of themselves, you know, representing themselves, trying to kind of put it over the over the movie clips, you know, and do all these weird things, you know, just to kind of like avoid copyright infringements and stuff like that. And you had drawn up these great caricatures of you and in various modes of emotions, whether it was blah, pissed, ha- somewhat happy, uh, <laughs> yeah, sar- sarcastically happy or something. And so you had recorded your all your parts that you needed to record, and so I just kind of took all your art and 
replaced it and I, I was discovering new kind of like techniques myself in the editing software and that was incredibly fun and frustrating at the same time but oh yeah i'm sure it, it turned out to be a, a very big success i mean to, uh, to us a very big success because it got like 1.2k uh views on it and so i was like wow that was so good and it was it was such a fun episode to watch and listen to yeah that that was one that that kind of stood out for me too because i was um you know like uh, i i do all the artwork for our our thumbnails and um I, you know that's my background i'm an illustrator and it, it like that one was a lot of work on the front end because normally i just do you know just the one thumbnail this was yeah. like okay i'm doing six caricatures you know and you know i'm drawing them inking them coloring them it, you know that that was a lot of work and i i could just look at what you were doing and i knew that that was an amazing amount of work compared to what yeah. we normally do because like you, just the editing there was there was a lot of really uh you know kind of clever editing a lot of the jokes landed a lot better because of the way that you edited it and it was fun lot for me to watch it because yeah. i get to see unexpected surprises too like oh that's great like he <laughs> you know, put in some visual j jokes to really punch up that moment. So that, yeah. that one was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm real proud of that one. I thought that was a really fun collaboration. Yeah. And I, I thought the, that that was kind of going out of, outside of our box too. Cause you know, we, we like I said, we're usually just kind of like uh, shooting the shit like we are in bits and chunks or, you know, we're specifically concentrating on one movie and we're talking about it. And this was like a kind of like a, another step up into another direction, maybe a more content like this. Um, I, I had I thought the finished project, even though it was rough from my end, uh, I think it was very fun. I still watch yeah. it every once in a while to this day. Oh, yeah. And yeah. enjoy listening to it and watching it. Um, uh, so all, all the time during this, by the way, it's, it's not it's there may be some time lapses between when we put this stuff out because we put that in October 11th. September and the 47 meters down classic came out in on the 29th of September. But during this part, we're always doing bits and chunks. So there's always yeah. some kind of content coming out on the channel. Um, yeah. We've watched a lot of horror movies this year and yeah. um, you know, like surprisingly it's, you know, the big, you know, kind of joke of the channel is like, it's cinematic suffering. We're suffering through these movies, but we ended up watching a lot of really good movies this year. Yeah. Yeah. Even movies that, you know, that weren't necessarily bad that we watched on the channel um like like no one will save you that we, yeah we put out on october 30th that was a new one that came out it was on hulu and uh i was like let's just watch this new one see how it is and it wasn't exceptionally bad but it was perfect cannon fodder to be made fun of you know because yeah. there's, there's no dialogue in the movie at all um so it was fairly easy to make fun of that one but also kind of sort of enjoy it to a point yeah, uh, I remember being overwhelmed by the action in it because, uh, you know, pretty much what 10, 15 minutes in, she's already being assaulted by aliens. And I'm like, OK, well, what the fuck can happen the rest of the movie then? <laughs> and it, I, that's pretty much what it is. Her getting assaulted by aliens. I And I can't I can't help but wonder if that's kind of just a byproduct of a society that's just needs this constant drip of entertainment constantly to where it's like you there's it, like it was, it reminded me of like that that Kong Island movie. It's like golly, we, the helicopters barely get there, and King Kong is is wrecking stuff. Right, That's kind yeah. of what it reminded me of. Like monster now, <laughs> and then complete uh, utter action for the next uh, hour and a half, and you know with barely any downtime. And you know, it, to to it doesn't sound like such a bad thing, but you know sometimes you do need that downtime to. All right, all right. Uh, can we have this character kind of relax and take note of where they are at the moment, and then have them get attacked again or something? Just yeah, there was. It's almost like they upended where yeah. things are. You know, I I did appreciate that that movie had a point and a, and something to say and a and a, a clear vision. Um, you know, I've noticed that even with us that we were kind of conflicted about how we felt yeah. about it, which kind of made me appreciate it that much more. If you're kind of wrestling with your own feelings about it, then there's something there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, the, the next movie up on the list that we actively watched was something that we, again, we kind of threw a little wrench in the works where we invited a friend of ours um, to pick the movie this time. Uh, I, I invited my friend, Rhett, who is, uh, you know, I've played in bands with Rhett, 
Rhett Davis for years, um, including Gravehill and Stygian Crown. Uh, he's played in bands like Morgion, um, uh, Stygian Crown, and King of the Crow, and uh, Crimson Relic, and all these uh, killer bands over the years. So uh, Rhett is a big fan of horror movies. You know, he likes to make fun of them. And I asked him, hey, what? just think of the, the dumbest movie you've ever seen. And Clay and I will watch it, and then we'll bring you on, and we'll all discuss it. And he was kind of like racked, you know, because when you put someone on the spot, to name a dumb movie yeah. you know you, you kind of do freeze up just a little bit like, <laughs> oh. so i said take your time dude it, it's no rush and so he finally came back and mentioned jaws 3d like okay <laughs> interesting yeah. and it was an interesting one because it is this is something i think i had seen before at least twice and uh, you had seen before it had been so long that yeah, but, I might as well have been watching it for the first time right and that's what i was thinking too it'd been so long since i'd first seen it so uh, yeah, we dived into it, and boy, that movie fucking sucks, dude. It's <laughs> oh, yeah, horrible, dude. man. It's, it's it's like it set the stage. I think Jaws two probably set the stage for just bad shark movies. Like shark movies now have to be bad. It's just like yeah, it's almost like you can't. It it doesn't fit into people's mind to make it a straightforward thriller anymore. It's right. just got to be silly and stupid. This <laughs> this this movie just. Like, you know, we did a little research to find out. It was, by the way, it was a blast having Rhett on Yeah, And I, I told him totally, genuinely, anytime he wants to come on, more than welcome. That was a lot of fun. Um, you know, but Jaws, like we found out after doing some research, after we watched it, that they, the filmmakers had wanted to make it a comedy. And then they said, no, you're not right. making it a comedy. And I felt like the whole movie from then on was just done in protest. You could like yeah. the the actors are talking over one another and the dialogue is dumb and doesn't it feels ad libbed. And <laughs> everybody is acting manic and coked out through the whole right. movie. It's, it's just such a, an energetic piece of shit, too. Yeah. And the premise is pretty much uh, the the baby white shark dies in captivity, so the mama shark decides to take revenge. And uh, I think you even said to the movie or or in the review, you're like, uh, I, I've never known shark to be particularly attached to their babies. Yeah, to be very matronly. And it's matronly. Like and it's like, okay, yeah, nod to Beowulf. It's the story of Beowulf. Yeah. It's, you know, it's exactly that. But you know, it, was, it, was, it was a very silly yeah. movie. But uh, I, I enjoyed having Red on. And like you said, I'd uh, love to have him on before. Uh, I just, if we have any, if anybody is coming on in the future, just make sure if you're drinking or eating anything, just like kind of mute your microphone or push it away from your mouth because uh, I did have to do a hell of a lot of editing to get that stuff out um um but <laughs> uh and i would love to have more guests uh on the show and i've got several ideas you know whether we can make these special occasions or we do it uh often or not you know and whether we we give them a list of the movies instead of them get tell us what they want to watch maybe we give them a list of movies and they pick and then we'll watch it, you know. Yeah, then, it's like this is this is your homework assignment. Oh, exactly. you know, it it would, um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm down with all that. Maybe we uh, maybe we seek out some pseudo celebrities and and help. They can help us boost our <laughs> online notoriety. Who said algorithm, baby? I know. I know. Um, then the last thing, pretty much, uh, other than the uh, holiday episode of uh, bits and chunks was the Fright Night retrospective. And ah, yeah, yes, yes. This was something I had been working on pretty much since you, since we finished up the Nightbreed retro, I had started working on. Um, I had it as an idea, and originally it was going to be around the same kind of, um, it was going to be the same idea where it would be like caricatures of me, uh, similar to what you did with yourself, and I would just kind of put it in there as, um, <clears throat> but I, then I started kind of like uh, drifting towards uh another way to do it which is a, a i watch other youtubers do the kind of like the same kind of content in similar ways where the camera's just on me and then i'll split to uh whatever uh, movie shots um that was that was fine I, I had i it was it was a tough one to write out and get together um i you would ask me every once in a while i said so you 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 done with that fright night script yet are, are you still working on fright night i'm like yeah yeah i'm still working on fright night god damn it well uh, and, and believe me you weren't hurting my feelings because i was um you know that that was another one where the thumbnail art much like 
Nightbreed, the thumbnail art was a little bit more ambitious than than what I normally do for for the thumbnails. So I really right. wanted to get it right. Anytime you're dealing with caricatures of the actors in the movies, it takes me a little bit longer. So it, it I was I was working at my own pace also. <laughs> yeah, that was uh so yeah, I enjoyed the artwork for that. Uh, I saw the preliminary sketches for it, and I was like, "Oh, it's so, gonna be so rad!" And uh, I'm I'm really happy with the the views that it's got on it. Still, gradually gets some views, you know. And people have commented; it got a lot of nice comments on the on it. And uh, that's always what I like to see. I like to see comments from people, um, no matter if they're saying they love the movie and we're wrong, or they agree with everything we say or not. It, it's 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 great to engage with people who who watch, and I love doing that. Same here. And, and you should be proud of that one. Cause I thought I, and I think that doing, uh, doing it the way that you did where it's you, it's actually you in the camera and not some caricature was the right decision because a lot of the jokes, they worked on paper, but they really worked with your delivery. So I thought yeah. that that was really good. And I, I liked that one a lot. I thought that was, that was a fun realization knowing that we can do this kind of content too. And it doesn't, um, you know, I mean, it doesn't diminish anything else that we're that we're trying to accomplish. Right. Yeah. It's not too lofty or anything <laughs> or too, uh, I don't know, too, too pretentious. Well, I mean, it's like I know with 2024, we we're going to be doing a lot of we're going to do some of the same stuff we have been doing. But I know we both have ideas on stuff that we want to do differently uh, with new content or even the content that we have um, to kind of mix up the bag a little bit. And uh, I'm very excited. We've, uh, wow, what have we done? We haven't done anything. We don't have anything in the bag right now. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's 2024 is genuinely a, a kind of a fresh slate for us. Like we, you know, I mean, like we're both really excited to keep doing this. Um, you know, I, I, I hope the audience grows, but if it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, I mean, I've been. It's, it's just a lot of fun for me. You know, I really enjoy it. Yeah, we have to. Um, just enjoy it. That's that's what we, that's what I enjoyed about the first iteration of cinematic suffering is that we did it out of enjoyment, and then once it no longer became that enjoyable, we just kind of stopped doing it. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, I let me throw out the to let me throw out a little plug to uh, Leon Del Muerte at uh, Beastman Audio who crafted our new our new uh, cinematic suffering theme that you hear the beginning and end of every of these, the, the newer videos that you've been seeing, he's, uh, he's a great musician. I've known him a long time and he's been in like bands like exhumed and impaled and guest slotted in other bands through, throughout the United States. And it was really an honor to have him uh, step up and give us a little Definitely. music. Oh yeah. And it's, and it, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine a cooler theme song. So that was really exciting to me too. Um, you know, one, one thing that I'd like to accomplish in, as we move into 2024 is to, excuse me, is to, um, you know, maybe collaborate with some animators that could, that could make us a really killer animated intro and outro graphics. Yeah. I've got ideas in my head, but, um, you know, I don't want to say I'm no animator, but I, you know, like I don't know how to use the software sure. and you can't just, you can't just jump into that and figure it out. You yeah. have to go, you have to have the mind of an animator to do it. I know what I want to do and I can do the illustrations and, and, and even construct them in a way to where you yeah. can move all the pieces, but actually getting it to that point is something that I kind of need help with. So if there's any animators out there that want to, uh, that want a possible gig and aren't going to try to bankrupt us, reach out. <laughs> yeah, that would be totally rad. Uh, if we get an animator uh, or we do some kind of base animation stuff there, I mean, the sky's the limit, especially with uh, what we used to do as far as skits, that would be work out perfectly. Oh, uh, hell yeah. I, I would love it. This makes it very exciting. Uh, 2024 happy new year to everyone i hope you have a great new year um i hope you had a great holiday um uh, we're cinematic suffering we've been here it hasn't been an official year yet it's it'll happen soon but uh a lot has happened in the time frame that we've first opened the doors to the shop you know yeah yeah it's been it's been eventful and we've we've stayed busy it's um and and it's been fun to kind of look back and you know, pat yourself on the back for a minute and go like, well, we put out a lot of content and we've worked 
you know, pretty hard on this. It's been yeah. fun. You know, we've had to shoehorn it in around our obligatory day jobs, but it's it's been a hell of a lot of fun. It's been really rewarding. And I'm looking Absolutely. forward to to what we come up with next. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Me too, man. Um, so I guess we can go ahead and end this. Uh, it's been an hour. I think this is the perfect time to end it. I, I didn't yeah. think it was just going to be a simple 30 minute episode, yeah. um, but it was nice to do a little retrospective on how far we've come and the stuff that we've seen and done over the past cool. year. And uh, here's to many, many more episodes and cool ass content and stupid shitty movies in the future. <laughs> so many shitty movies. <laughs> uh, until next time, everyone. Uh, we're I'm Jason. That's Clay. That's Clay, and we're cinematic suffering. See you more in 2024. Peace out, y'all. Didn't mean to real rhyme that, but okay, okay, okay. All right, I would end it now. All right, bye, bye. See you.